welcome to Tits, T-I-T-S, Talking Into Twenties. This is the podcast where we speak about mindful living in your 20s, and of course, this could be also applicable to your teens, to your 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on. I think mindful practice is really important during this time in our hectic world, no matter where you are, at what point and stage you are in your life, it's always something nice that helps us reflect and readjust and forgive ourselves. Recently, I took a break from podcasting for a bit over a month, I think. I did this for two reasons. The first is because I was in my exams period. I am a third-year student in university, very excited to finish and wanting to finish in the best way possible. For that reason, I needed to take time to focus on my exams and assignments, which I am happy to say went by successfully. The second reason was because this past month has been a lot for me on the emotional level. I had to do a lot of readjusting and boundary setting and energy cleansing to myself and to my surroundings. It was really important for me to take time off out of things that I really wanted to do. I really love podcasting, but I didn't want to reach to a point where I am preaching or trying to talk to you guys about staying positive and mindful when I'm in myself. Just having also those funky days and not really in the mood. I think that's just me staying true to myself and to you guys as well. And also, the energy that that took for me was so overwhelming. I didn't want to reach to a point where I'm burning out. Once you start to do something just because you think you have to do it or just to get it checked off the list so you don't really enjoy it that much, I did not want to reach to this point with the podcast and I didn't want to like I said earlier, paint this false picture. I'll always stay true. And even if that means that I need to take a little break, then that's what I'm going to do. With that being said, I am so, 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 so happy to be in the recording studio here today to just talk to you guys. I feel really grateful that I have this platform in order to create space for myself this itself, this platform, this podcast, tits itself, is part of my growth and it is part of my journey and it is part of my intimate self opening up and talking about sensitive topics, opening up questions and answering my opinion. Of course, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a coach, I do not have any of that academic or educational background. I am always talking off of my personal experience and research that I do, and I share that with you guys. So it brought me to the realization that intimacy is being created here, whether if it's between me and you, the listener, whether if it's within myself that I'm allowing myself to express myself this way. That's when I came to the realization this week that That is the topic I want to talk about today. I want to talk about intimacy. And intimacy with yourself and with others is extremely important. So let's get into it. Of course, I went to my friend Google (laughs) and I wanted to come up with the definition of intimacy. 
So intimacy refers to the feeling of closeness. It is the moment where our vulnerability plays the main role in opening up and feeling comfortable. And it basically means the level of proximity you have to yourself and to others. Now, when I say intimacy, the first thing that came to my mind was relationships, romantic experiences, sex, and just in general, the concept of like this dual relationship kind of thing. But it doesn't necessarily mean just that. It could also mean intimacy with yourself. Before you experience intimacy with another individual, you have to first experience it and to learn about it and to enjoy it with yourself. Everyone has intimacy. To what extent and to the depth of what that intimacy goes to is very subjective and it is individual. But fear not, we all have intimacy. There's no shame or guilt or judgment or stress in this topic throughout this podcast. Maybe that's even the first step to release the guilt or the shame if it exists or if it doesn't exist or if you're still trying to figure it out within yourself. Sometimes we might feel like we don't have enough intimacy. Sometimes we could be embarrassed about talking about these things. Well, this is why I'm here. Welcome. <laughs> I'm going to talk all about it. No one has to feel alone. No one has to feel ashamed. And you could just listen and enjoy the episode and reflect with yourself or discuss this episode with someone else. Going back to the definition of intimacy, a form of closeness. Closeness with yourself is, again, the base to intimacy within your relationships. Why is that? Think of it if you're not so close with yourself on the intimate level, you can't experience closeness with another person. How can someone else get close to you and with you if you're not even on that level? It's like playing ball with someone. If you don't know how to play ball and they're trying to play ball with you, the game won't work. You'll, you won't be able to catch, you won't be able to throw. Maybe you're able to catch but not able to throw, you know? So it's a very give-and-take individual kind of realm. I'm going to talk about three ways we can build and grow intimacy with ourselves and with our relationships. Throughout today's episode, I will probably refer on the relationship type of intimacy in a way a more romantic one. This could though be also your partnership or a friendship or within your family. It, it could really be any dual ship <laughs> that you might have with another person and with yourself most importantly. We on the first point want to focus on growth with ourselves. Once we grow with ourselves, we are educating ourselves. If you commit to making time to the inner work and time to share those moments with your partner, you are contributing to that intimate relationship. Let me explain. When you embark on a journey of growth with yourself, your depth and vulnerability will equal to intimacy. If you share about your personal growth, you are by default making more depth with that second person. I would like to give two examples just to visualize this and maybe to, for some of you guys to resonate with. For example, you start going to a psychologist because it could be so many reasons, right? <laughs> Everyone has their own reason to go in and get some help and I personally am a big rooter for that. I think it's 
amazing. I think it's great. I think it shows a lot of strength in a person when they seek for help. Once you do that, once you go seek help, once you decide that you want to get on that personal growth journey, once you decide you want to communicate with yourself better, you are investing time, energy, and money on yourself. And through that time, energy, and money, you are discovering and you are learning a lot about yourself or just analyzing how you could deal with certain situations in the future. Once you go back home, for example, and you sit down with your person and you're like, this is what I understood, or we discussed this. This is what I want to implement into my life. This will help me in the future. There is a default of closeness, which is created between the two of you. You're sharing with him or her your personal growth in a very healthy, conscious way that you've developed through this psychologist, for example, and then they're able to grow along with you. Another example is if you're starting a new health journey and you want to get into the hang of a new lifestyle, you want to move your body more, you want to eat food that makes peace with your body and soul. Once you go to your person and you say, I want to start this kind of new lifestyle, this is important to me, this will help me with A, B, and C. That person will have a deeper insight to the person you aspire to become. Not only will that deepen their understanding about you, but they will have the ability to further support you in the ways that will make your goal easier. And they could cook you a warm, healthy meal if you had a long day instead of waiting for you to come home to order in. Or they could say, um, come with me to walk the dog, let's go out on a walk, right? They'll have this better conscious understanding of this person that I love is really trying hard to get to a certain goal, to get to a certain lifestyle, and they are sharing that with me. And I am grateful for that. Therefore, I want to support and I want to help. The first point argues this. In order to increase intimacy with yourself, you have to grow and you have to educate yourself. And you have to invest the time to do the inner work. In order to accelerate that, in order to build a deeper connection and intimate closeness with your partner, you have to be vulnerable enough to share that growth with them. That's the first trigger to accelerating your intimacy within your relationship. It's not enough of just doing the inner work with yourself and keeping it in your inner circle. If you're in a relationship with someone and you want to increase that intimacy with them, you have to open the door of vulnerability. Be okay with sharing with them what are your goals, what are your difficulties, the challenges that you're going through in order for you to grow with yourself. Show them the importance of the growth within yourself, and they will be your number one cheerleader. The second point I want to bring up is in a relationship, in the beginning, have the sparks and the excitement and this intense feeling of love and people call it, I think, honeymoon phase where it's, everything is romanticized and exciting because everything's the first time. However, as time goes by, this spark naturally can decrease. Things can change and you could get into a routine. That is totally normal. Once you get into that understanding that things have been going quite the same direction for a while and maybe you're lacking intimacy with your partner and you want to create that intimacy again. A lot of people would say, okay, so let's do date night once a week. Let's go to the movies and let's grab dinner. 
but I want to think about it in a more deeper level. How can two people that want to increase their intimacy within their relationship do that in a way that's special and that will contribute to both of them in a way that will bring them together? So a way to do this is to embark on a new journey together. If, for example, you and that other person commit and decide to embark on a new journey together, you are both going to grow together towards a new and refreshing vision. This is done through specifically new things, meaning to learn things together, to get challenged together. For example, me, I'm very into yoga, something that I've been doing for quite a while now. If I'm in a relationship and I want to grow my intimacy with my partner, I wouldn't tell him, okay, let's start doing yoga together because those are familiar grounds to me. On the other side, if I decide to go into a field with my partner that is unfamiliar and that we both become uncomfortable in the good way and we both are challenged by it, we can both provide support to each other and then we both have this familiarity, familiarity. We both have this familiar sense of uncomfortableness that we're trying to build comfort in together. It's a beautiful point because each person will encounter different challenges. Take, for example, signing up to a rock climbing wall or to a rock climbing club. Both of you like sports and adrenaline, but one would have a fear of heights and the other would lack strength in their arms. Personally, I'm scared of heights and I don't have the most strength in my arms, but let's go with it. Once you start climbing the wall together, you could focus on helping your partner achieve their goal and to overcome that fear. This is about being your partner's cheerleader, mini coach, mini positive mantra person in something you are both new and trying. Embarking on a new journey within your relationship to spark that intimacy back again is not only important for both of you as a partnership in order to grow, in order to create that intimacy spark back, it also contributes to yourself in the end of the day. And we, within our relationships, our healthy relationships, wouldn't want anything else for the other person. We want each other to grow as individuals and grow together by embarking on a new journey together. You as an individual are learning something new and you as a partner in your partnership is learning something new about them and about you and about your dynamics. Super refreshing, super sparkful, and I don't know if sparkful is a word, but we're going with it. It's important to feel comfortable throughout the discomfort of closeness. With yourself, discomfort of closeness usually will be your deepest insecurities. It will be when you're very vulnerable, whether this is the state of mind that you're in, the emotional, physical body, or within your soul. Now, what does this exactly mean? How can you truly feel comfortable? How how can you practice comfort with yourself and with your partner throughout discomfort? So, I want to give a personal example. In my last relationship, something that my partner had taught me was this Japanese concept of the three faces. The three faces refer to three masks that each person has. The first mask is the face that we show to the world. It's diplomatic, it's perfect, it's pretty. The second face is the one that we show our close friends, our family. It is semi-real, but it's not at its truest form. 
And the last mask is the third one. And it's the one that we hide from everyone. We usually never show it to anyone. It is the purest and truest reflection of who we actually are on the inside. Now, going back to my past relationship. In general, I'm a person that is very open. I share and I feel comfortable with sharing. However, when referring to the third mask, I feel that sometimes if I'm opening up to someone that's very close to me, I do want to give some type of, I don't like to call it a warning, but just this idea of, hey, I'm sharing something that's putting me in a very vulnerable state of mind, and that could give the other person a better understanding of where you are mentally and emotionally in order to not even necessarily respond in the best way possible, but just to understand where you're coming from. So we thought of a concept, and we would call it third mask. We would speak about all type of things, right? If you're in a relationship, everyone knows this. Anyone who's been in a relationship, romantic, not romantic, if it's close, you talk about a lot of things. This can be the basic day-to-day updates from work, from school, what are the weekend plans, a bit of gossip or drama, whatever it might be. All good and essential conversations. So if these are the only conversations you're having with the person that you are closest with, this partnership and relationship is lacking intimacy. Of course, people have a rational fear and insecurity of exposing their third mask. It's their truest self. It's their fears. It's their deepest insecurities. It's their most intrusive thoughts as well. So what we thought about me and my previous partner, we decided a way to create an even deeper connection that we had. Through this concept, we would declare third mask. Before bringing up a certain topic that could potentially be very sensitive, it could be about insecurities, fears, intrusive thoughts, we decided to declare third mask. Now what it did is it created this arena within my brain and my heart and my soul and my emotional being that whenever I called it out or whenever he did, it was like a little sacred practice that we had together. Once that was established, it was never to be tampered with, never judged, never criticized, nor questioned. It was simple acceptance and validation to what is being said, no matter what it is. Nowadays, I'm single, and I do feel like this concept that I established with him is still alive and necessary for my mental well-being. So nowadays, I have the same idea with my best friend. I refer to her as my soul sister. And before opening up to something which I feel is going into my third mask, I will declare sister secret. This is something I am vulnerable about, and this is this mutual respect, assurance, and intimacy that we have towards each other. Intimacy is the keyword, it is the buzzword, it is the foundation of third mask. Also, acknowledging your third mask thoughts acknowledging those insecurities within yourself and then deciding to open up to another person and putting your trust in them and them showing you that there is a reason for that trust, that there is a reason for that intimacy just increases it by so much more. 
The third mask is ironically the third point of today's episode. Although it's a face that no one wants to show, and you shouldn't show it to just everyone and anyone, once you decide to expose it at your own comfort to the person you are in an intimate relationship with, like I said, it truly stays between you two in your own little sacred secret garden. It is extremely freeing and it builds so much intimacy. Going back over the three points, we have the journey with yourself, having a development with yourself, and sharing it with the person that you are intimate with, that you are close with, that you want to build closeness with. The second point, starting a journey together, going into the unknown hand by hand and learning. And the third point is the third mask. It is about acknowledging your deepest insecurities, opening up about it, also having that other person open up to you about it. You show them that you are comfortable, they will feel comfortable, and it will be this beautiful mutual exchange of going into the discomfort together in order to build that intimacy. All of these things, by the way, except the first point. The first point refers to yourself with the self-development journey. I think also the second and the third point If you don't feel comfortable yet to open up or if you haven't found your person yet, you could still have that within yourself. The second part of beginning a journey together, a new journey, you could start something new with yourself. You could learn about what are the benefits of what you're doing, what are the challenges, what is making you excited, what is making you scared of starting a new journey together, whether if it's traveling or taking up a new language, or taking up rock climbing, right? And the idea of the third mask, to create your own little sacred secret garden within yourself. I want to share with you guys something. I, in my third mask for the past few weeks, have had this form of guilt. I really felt guilty for not recording an episode and continuing the podcast And people were asking me, hey, what about the podcast? When's the next episode? And I just had this like, oh, I'm so ashamed and I feel so guilty. I haven't been doing it. And I'm just in the beginning of my journey. I want to really create a successful platform and to reach and to help as many people as I can. But I had to truly like forcefully and really uncomfortably say, no, I can't do this now. I need to do this from a place of feeling whole and feeling good. I can't record a podcast from feeling guilty or ashamed that I'm not doing it. I shouldn't feel guilty that I'm taking time for my studies in the point of life that I am right now and for my mental health just not getting to a point of burnout. There's no shame in that. There's no guilt. We are all humans in the end of the day. That is this essence of this podcast that we are all humans, I'm not perfect, I don't want to be perfect, I am actually happy that I had to go through this month to get to this point now, to get to this realization, to get to this specific day and recording and episode and content, I am truly happy right now because I took that time, because I'm okay with exposing my third mask to a certain extent with certain people, that is why I wanted to share this with you guys here today. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I truly am happy to post this episode today. I missed this. I missed you guys. I can't wait for more to come. 
I hope you have a great morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I hope you had lots of sunshine today or at least.